Ladies and gents, what's up? This is BC. Some of you will be listening to the recording. Some of you are watching on YouTube, and then we're also streaming this on Facebook. Uh, this is like an impromptu thing, another podcast. I named it Practical Advice for Everyone to Improve. Uh, you guys have seen Alden. I've brought him on again. He's a part of Team BC now, Team BC University, what we call. So he works directly with me as well. Um, he's been doing phenomenal himself along with some other people that we're, we're close to here in the coaching programs and the people in our circle and i just wanted to bring him on and and kind of just have the fly on the wall type thing with the camera and we can talk about some of the practical stuff that we're doing what's working um how people continuously keep doing the wrong things what it really takes steps that have to be taken and, and simple <laughs> stuff like that right we don't want to go too crazy um because we know most people right now are not doing well and are looking for, for <coughs> So Alden, welcome back. I know motherfuckers have been seeing you every five seconds now, so they're like, "Fuck this guy, right?" But <laughs> tired of me, tired of me. I can get annoying. Yeah. Um, no, I appreciate you having me on, BC. So yeah, man. Uh, first, obviously, I had you on. I think like a month ago, something like that, in regards to just success, man. You were doing really well in real estate. You still are. Um, it seems like I'm sharing your closings and stuff because if you guys don't know, Alden's part of my network here at Real Real Brokerage. And I put some of those links in the description. He's doing well. Uh, so we talked like uh, some tactical stuff on the previous one. So just overall, man, what's just talk to us. What, what are some of the the shifts you've been making? Have, has it been simple? Because it seems like in every area, you're always reporting back improvement, improvement, improvement. So what's the secret sauce? Yeah, man, <laughs> it's interesting because I was kind of thinking about it the other day that, you know, a lot of a lot of kind of what I've been through the past, I guess, four or five years. And, and since I got into even your coaching program about four years ago, it might have been four or five years ago when I started as an ISA. And I was kind of thinking about just a lot of people that I talk to and things that I've been seeing. And it's like, you know, I've noticed that like everybody tends to avoid the hard stuff, which I have a little bit of trouble understanding why because when i look back even when i look back at my life in terms of fulfillment the things that i appreciate the most or that i cherish the most were the hard times where i'm in that one room with no windows and, and just calling you know four or five hours a day um just putting in the work you know on a day-to-day -day basis and still not really making a ton of money at that point but i know that the skills that i'm building and that i'm getting out of that are going to propel me to where I want to be in the future. And so my my best memories are the times where things were the hardest and I kept pushing through and then I overcame them, you know, and now I'm starting to see some success for, I guess, the bearing the fruits of my labor um, from ultimately the skills and the, the effort that I put in of choosing the hardest path possible. Um, and, and people tend to avoid it and, and it kind of blows my mind because we all know, everybody knows, and I posted on Facebook the other day that the, the growth happens outside of your comfort zone, but that as soon as people feel that instinctual feeling inside of them to, you know, and their mind starts talking them out of it, like, oh, you know, I don't want to do it. This is hard. Most people tend to run away when that's exactly what needs to be done to get the improvement of what you want to do. And you're never, you're not going to be good at it when you do it. You're not going to be. Um, but it's a necessary step that has to be taken to get the, the results that you want in anything. Yeah, man, it's interesting. Um, you know, we could talk about that a little bit. Is it that you find joy? Is it that you learn to find joy in the hard stuff? I mean, what was that that like for you? Because for me, it's it's bred into me, bro. Like, I wanted to be the best basketball player on the planet, and my work ethic came from that. 
And then when I got into real estate, it just that translated over. So that that me going after what I want and wanting to be the best was not like a difficult thing. And it seems like for a lot of people, they just it's like an impossible or they're okay not being the best, which to me and my crazy mind is like, then why the fuck are you even playing, bro? (laughs) Like, What are you doing here if you don't want to be the best dog? Like, what the fuck? Like who again? Not that they're wrong, but I look at that mentality like what? Like you have to explain to me how that makes sense. So again, they would call me crazy, fair, but it requires some craziness. That's what I would say. Because look at the position that I've created. So for you, what was that process like? Because for me, I've I've been bred into into being that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, same to the to a certain degree. Um, I always had that competitive nature of wanting to be the best, and that's what drove me. You know, I played baseball like I had a batting cage. You know, my dad had put a batting cage in my attic so I could practice. Sweet. You know. Um, and so, you know, whether it be the weekends, like my dad, I guess, kind of instilled the, the work ethic in me. Um, so I'm, I'm incredibly thankful for that. You know, I would be playing video games when I'm, you know, in high school and shit. Yeah. And he'd be like, you know, I'd be sleeping until two o'clock in, in the summer and he'd be like, all right, time to go to the gym. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to go to the gym. Yeah. But he would force me to go to the gym. And every single time we would have a conversation and it would be like, you know, the days that you don't want to do something are the days that you need to do it the most and that you get the most growth out of it. And every single time I went, I remember that, you know, satisfactory feeling inside of me, like, man, I'm so glad I went. It feels so good. Now I can enjoy the rest of the day. I put in the work and, you know, I can do what I want the rest of the day. So maybe that's a piece of it, but probably another part of it too, is, is just the, 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 the aspect of, yeah. Uh, I guess, I guess that that would be a lot of it, right? My dad didn't feel a lot of that work ethic in me. Um, what was the question again? Like, did you find enjoyment in the tough stuff? Right. Cause like, like you mentioned, it's true. People run away from the tough stuff and it's like, oh, well, that's a really long commitment, Brian. I have to work really hard for like a year, you know? And, and, and to them, to me, it's like, man, it's a small price to pay to them of monument. It's a monumental ask. You know what I mean? So that's, that's right. why I'm asking you from your perspective, because to me it was automatic because I knew this is what I'm signing up for. This is what I signed up for, for before, because when you want to be the best, you have to match the output, you know, to create that. It's not just going to magically happen, even if you are naturally talented compared to another person, whether it's physical, intellectual or whatever it is. Right. You're still going to have to put in a tremendous amount of work. Kobe Bryant, the Michael Jordans were also the hardest workers. I remember hearing about I know I kind of hijacked the point, but. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> like, you know, Jerry Rice and Michael Jordan, they would sprint through. Jerry Rice would catch the ball and sprint, you know, 70, 80 yards to the end to the end zone. Well, that's why he's Jerry Rice, bro. Everyone's like, oh, why are you running so hard? It's practice. He's like, exactly. You should be running hard every play. So, I mean, it's not a surprise. Same thing with Michael Jordan. He wanted to win every sprint, and that was instilled in me too. But again, unless you're referring to those type of individuals, everyone else is going to say you're nuts. But then when you spot them, you're like, yes, they get it. But look at the comparison. Average person versus fucking Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant. I want to say, yes, my mentality is like theirs and be proud to say it. Because what's the result of that? You're a goat. You're an all-time great. You're number one, right? All that stuff. Yeah, other stuff comes with it. But you can't get all the the things that you want to acquire without getting other things along with it. And some of it may be sacrifices you have to make. That's okay. Right. But it can't be all perfect rainbows and sunshine, Disney movie, fairy tale ending or, oh, nothing happened and everything was perfect. It's like, dude. Right. 
So again, like when I was asking you that question, it was more, was it just, again, you, you gave credit to your dad and shout out to all the real men and fathers, cause that's what we're supposed to do. Right. And still these principles in our children. Um, but more than that, you know, in these moments, right. Those last couple of years, did you just learn to have fun with it? Like, what was it that allowed you to not only step into that gracefully, but also sustain it and push through to now receiving benefits from it is, is really the question. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really a great question. And I guess now that you ask it, like there's a lot of things that run through my mind, but I guess uh, a main point to it is that, you know, I did always want the nicer things in life. You know, I wanted the nicer cars, you know, my, my initial first goal was to, to be a professional baseball player. Right. Nice. And I wanted the nice cars, you know, I wanted to, to, you know, date the most beautiful women. And with that level of want, there has to be that same level of effort. And so I also knew that I had to build the skills because I'm, I'm very self-aware and where I'm at and the levels that I'm at currently and my skill set with things. And so you have to, in order to get the best stuff, you have to be the best, the best option, you know, whether it be the money, the cars, the women. And so with that, you know, I knew that you, you have, again, the, the hard stuff is just a part of the journey. And through that time, you know, you realize, and maybe I've just learned from some, you know, I've had some great people that put perspectives on me, including a lot of the stuff that I've learned, you know, from your coaching programs is that it's not the materialistic stuff that is the end goal. It's, it's almost a, that byproduct of it, but it's that person that you become in a journey. And I started enjoying becoming a better person because your life becomes more fulfilled. I'm happier than I've ever been. I'm making more money than I've ever been. Um, my emotions are more stable than they've ever been. You know, I enjoy my life, not besides, you know, the pure happiness of pleasure things like my day-to-day -day life. I just enjoy every second of it. And I enjoy pushing myself. And I think as a part of the journey by going out there and taking the effort, you do start to enjoy the process more, but it's a perspective shift that has to be made yeah. because I've, I've attached the meaning of, of, attacking the fear or the discomfort of the emotion to that on the other side of that has what I want, whether it be my character or the, you know, materialistic item or whatever it is that I want. And I've kind of tied those two things together in my mind. And yeah. so I look, when I get that emotional feeling, I almost look forward to it. Like, shit, I'm going to get some growth on the other side of this. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. You know, and, and one thing that you brought up there that I think people don't really get is you brought up being self-aware. Like a lot of people won't even admit where they're at. They won't go on their Facebook and say, I'm broke and I've been lazy and I haven't been working. And I talked mad shit last year about what I was going to do this year. And it's April and I haven't done anything, right? Like they wanted, and I would say that's the first step. You don't maybe have to be as vulgar as I was just there, but you have to admit Right now, if you can admit it to yourself, that's obviously key. But if you can admit it to the world, now you're really putting your pride and your ego aside and you're stepping into true self-awareness, right? Because when you're operating in true self-awareness, you don't care what outside perspective and criticism and judgment is. It's, this is about you and your process of development. And until you raise your hand, you're like, man, I'm, I'm square one, right? Like, because we have conversations with people all the time and how many people are straight up delusional. Oh, I already know that I'm really good already. It's like, no, you're not bro. Otherwise you'd have the results and you wouldn't be talking to me. You wouldn't be asking for help if you fucking knew it, dude, like admit it, but people won't do it. Right. And again, that's you getting the hell out of your own way because that in itself will block you from being able to really see where you're at. And it, it, it's nuts, man. And I noticed it early on in my career with myself. 
because I had a lot of great qualities. I had a lot of not so great qualities, you know, and I wouldn't or the, the embedded excuse. <clears throat> oh, well, Alden, that's just the way I am. <laughs> oh, you know what, bro? Um, I'm not a morning person. Bullshit, bro. Don't talk to me like that. Right. I used to I used to have that same cursing type of talk. That's incorrect. I used to believe that, too. But again, if that person never engages with you and never actually believes that that can be changed, nothing will change. Right. And so there's this I need help, but then I'm not willing to change anything that goes with it. You know, is there is there something that comes to mind um, for you as I throw this question to you in regards to people's stubbornness and in the same breath? I need help. I want to change. And then the refusal to do it. Right. It's an interesting fucking kind of dichotomy there, huh? Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, and I think even when I look back for myself, um, it makes me laugh. And, and I really think it's the fact that it, you've built it up. Either you've built it up too big in your mind or the discomfort mm. seems too much that you're just not willing to put yourself through it. Yeah. But in order to that's that's the dichotomy is like in order to do to do the growth, you have to put yourself through it. Posting on Facebook was a big thing I struggled with in the beginning. Fear of judgment, you know, worried about people who I mean, shit, I ain't talked to these people in years and I'm worried about their opinion, like that, mm -hmm. what they care. And then the fact that, you know, you look at yourself and you scroll through somebody's you, you scroll through your newsfeed, you see their information. You really don't even think twice about somebody's post, mm -hmm. you know, so it's the stupidest stuff that holds us back. But then the moment, and and I, I will, you know, I credit this to the proximity of being, you know, around you is like a lot of these things that I was struggling with, posted on Facebook, got over it, um, you know, got around yourself. I basically, you know, you always mention this point, but it's like you do what you say. And I was like, man, if I'm going to, you know, be around somebody that I respect and that I look up to, I need to start doing more of what I say. And when I thought about whether I should do it or not, it wasn't these outside voices anymore. And I think this is the, the power of the proximity. It wasn't these out, outside voices anymore. It was, what would BC say if I didn't post here? Shit, he'd think I was a little bitch. And like, he'd probably kick me out of his, his group. And I'm like, all right, post, do. And within a week, I resolved the issue. Getting on video. My, my, I'm still in the beginning phases of, you know, improving my speaking and my, my speaking in front of people and my public speaking and my speaking skills, yep. but I've grown a lot, you know, over the past six months to a year from just shooting a lot of videos Yeah. and that same thing, that power of proximity, you, you, you mentioned in the earlier days, you said, Hey, Alden, you want to work on your storytelling, right? Go post videos in our, our private community and get feedback. That was the first step. I started yep. posting consistently created the Facebook group, started posting videos in there, and I've gotten better and better and better and better and better as time goes on. Um, it, it's all so simple, but we overlook, another thing I posted on Facebook the other day and I was listening to one of your lectures, we overlook things that when we come back to them and as we start gaining more experience, we realize, damn, I overlooked something that was you know, vitally important to my success as a person that I just, it's almost out of your awareness until you know. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. And so, you know, I, tying all that stuff back in, it's like, um, you know, I guess just the proximity of, you know, putting yourself in a situation where you have no other choice, but to do, to make that action. When I was an ISA, I didn't like cold calling. I, I was yeah. scared to death to cold call, yeah. but I put myself in the moment. I said, if I really like, this was right prior, like I joined your group and I said, I'm going to go back in real estate. And I said, if I'm going to, cold call consistently every day. Let me put myself and force myself to be in a, 
environment or a situation where I have no choice but to cold call. And I got comfortable with it. Yeah. And I've done that in everything in my life. And, you know, it, it's really just how bad do you want that success? Man, and, and, you know, you're touching on so many things, right? Uh, like even you brought up like discomfort earlier and all that. Like you even hosted your first event pretty recently, right? And then I flew out and I spoke at it, right? And that was cool because prior to that, I mean, I'm sure that idea had been kind of floating around in your mind. You oh, talked about years. the simplicity of something <laughs> as simple as do what you say. Do what you say. Do what you said you were going to do. Like it doesn't get any simpler than that. But I guarantee you if I followed the average person within the first 20, 30 minutes of, of getting up, they should, when their alarm clock goes off, they've already lied to themselves. They didn't say what they were going to do. The moment the alarm clock goes off and they hit snooze or they don't get up immediately, you already lied. That's the first one of the day. And you already went against what you said you were going to do. So as, as silly as that example is, that demonstrates right there in real time the weight and the power of your own word to yourself. And when that weighs like a feather and it has no significance, you will not do, change, or be anything in this life but average or way below average because that that's the average experience imagine somebody came up to you and where you watched a movie about the guy who whatever he says he's going to do he always does everybody who watched that movie they'd be like damn i've lied to myself so many times like well, what's the secret with this guy right and and it, but it's so simple you know yet if you were to be dropped in a new world where everybody around you did that damn you would hold yourself to a different standard because he brought it up You've set things up in a way where shit, I have no choice but to do it because everybody else is fucking doing it. That would be an advantage of a change in your environment, as an example, right? And people who are around you and the, the individuals that you choose to put your attention on and spend your time with. Because it's not even about conversations either. It could just be when you look over, what individuals are you looking over? What individuals are on your feed on social media? That makes a big difference. And some of you that are struggling in these even initial phases, because I know the vast majority of people on YouTube and Facebook are like 80, 90% beginner uh, level. Man, oh man, I want to get started. And then you're looking at 30 different people who do 30 different things, 30 different ways. You're never going to start, bro. What are you doing? Right? You're wasting your time browsing instead of taking action. So, um, you know, you have to look at all the components to this thing too. And it's, and it's simple. It's not hard, Right. It's just people for whatever reason and the people will come out. Oh, it's the big why. I never really believed in the big why. Like I get it. You want to have a purpose behind what you do, but that's very <clears throat> malleable. That's very malleable. Your why, your purpose can, can literally change from one day to the I next, agree. one moment to the next. So even if you're going to go about it that way, you have to be very mindful of the changes. You may set a goal today to buy a Lamborghini and then a week from now you might have the money and you don't want to buy it. But because you buy into the, oh, I, I said this and that, you'll start to make yourself feel bad instead of just saying, you know what? I grew out of it. I'll do something different with the money now. Because the whole point behind that is you put in the work to put yourself in the position to be able to get it. Mission accomplished. That doesn't mean you have to follow through with the decision if you decide to do something else. Because you as the individual know if you punked out or not. And only you can answer that. Not me, not Alden, not anybody else. So... I, I keep digging and asking him questions and myself and other people, but we never get some intricate answer. It's just simple stuff, right? Take action, do what you say you're going to do, get around the right people, right? Invest in yourself, like all the simple shit that we've been saying and people still <laughs> won't do it, right? Because yeah. as an example, Alden, uh, you know, as a part of Team VC, he's also doing strategy calls with people who call, right? Because I have a whole squad now, um, you know, 
we have people inquiring about the coaching, doing strategy sessions and all that. So, you know, what are some things and, and maybe we can impart this on the audience that you're hearing that, you know, would help them? Hey, these are things that people say or do that, you know, definitely you should avoid or this is the adjustment to make. Is there like one or two that come to your mind that you can talk about for a second? <laughs> Oh, 100 percent, man. <laughs> the the biggest one is, is here, and I want to think about it. And prior to again being around yourself, like I kind of understood it, but I had this language when I started. Like my entire life, would like somebody would ask me to hang out. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna see what I can do. I'm gonna try to go hang out. How how often did I hang out with that person? Never. I never hung out with them. Never. And I'm gonna try to work out tomorrow. Uh, you know, I'm gonna try to sign. Up. I'm thinking about signing up for this class. You never do it. Never. And I talk with a lot of these people, you know, in these calls who are struggling. They're in the business. You know, they've been in it six months. They've been, they might've been in it a year. They might've been in it five years. And the thing that I hear the most, and it might not even be regarding the decision about buying the, you know, the coaching or the service. It could be, I've been thinking about making calls for six months. <laughs> like, what is there to think about? You just pick up the phone and you make the call. Or I've been thinking about implementing no. this in my business. Or then, real quick about- to interrupt. Sorry, they'll say it's not that easy. It is that easy. Now you fooled yourself into thinking it's not easy, and now you have oh well. And then they start slapping all these labels and terms. I have this problem and this issue, and I need to take this pill and do. It. It's like no, bro. You just do it, right? Your own bullshit is more important than you actually doing it. That's the reality, and you're in your own way, and you won't admit it, but you want to say it's analysis paralysis or some other bullshit term that people fucking created and threw around that. I still see people say, I'm like, dude, all you're doing is creating your own casket, your own coffin and in your own container that you hold yourself in with these words. And as much as we discuss these things, and I'll throw it back to you here in a second, how you speak about your experience and to yourself is of vital importance, y'all. Right. And I think that's something that people miss because, you know, I'm, I'm out there. I'm loud. I talk a lot of shit. They're probably they probably think I'm vulgar. I'm simple minded. Like, no, dude. I, I, I'm, I'm like a war chief when it comes to this stuff. Like I take this stuff very serious, especially my own life and the people around me. I'm very mindful of this stuff. And, and we, even with each other, we'll correct each other. Right. Like Alden was, Oh, I mean, like, Oh, better said this. Right. Because we hold ourselves to a different standard when it comes to that stuff. And we understand the importance of it because all those things, the person who tells you, I want to think about making calls, that pattern was established years ago and has to be broken. Right. And until it's brought to their attention or they take that first step to break it, nothing changes. Right. So cool. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, and, and the funny thing about it is because I've, you know, I've been doing these calls for a little while now and I reach out to these people 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. And what do most of them tell me? The same exact thing that I'm in the same position I was in 90 days from now. And I'm like, I'm like, what do you need to hear to make a decision? But and that's actually that, that's, worse. That's a worse position to be in. If we talk about monetarily, your money's worth less in that time, right? So it's in a worse position. Mentally, and you wasted time. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's worried about, you know, losing a couple of thousand a couple thousand dollars. You know, one of the things that, that really came to my mind recently was that, you know, you always hear from the successful or the wealthy person, like you can't get rich off saving, right? So how do you earn more money? And that this was a approach I always kind of instinctually had is like, I need to get the skills because if I have the skills, I will be compensated for my skills. Why do people think people, you know, at low minimum wage jobs make the amount of money they make? Anybody can do it. The, the skills are, there's no skill to it. It's just mindless, you know, activities. 
But when you have a, a higher skill set and, you know, being able to manage people's emotions, being able to communicate more powerfully, these are skills that very few people have. And there's a reason that they're so highly paid for. Yep. And when it comes to, um, you know, I guess back to, to making a decision, like people have to make a decision like that, that. You know, if I even have a thought and you always give this example, but I find it really funny. <laughs> and, and, my, you know, I always think about my mom when I say this, because growing up, she could never make a decision at the, di the dinner table <laughs> about what she wanted to choose to eat. And so I always kind of had that a little bit. And you threw that example, you're like, people can't even fucking decide what they want to eat on a nightly basis, more or less make a big decision. So I started making that little decision there. And then, you know, again, when me and you, like I started working together with you, like you said, shoot a video. I was thinking about shooting a video. The next day went past, I didn't shoot the video. And you were like, hey, dude, you got to shoot this video now. I got off the phone. Or I, we got off the call. I shot the video. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is the disconnect that I've had my entire life that I, I didn't realize that yep. I'm not making decisions quick enough. Yep. Then I started making decisions. Now I'm making a decision left and right. I want something I go buy. I want to sign up for a thing. I go, I go sign up for it. I want to, you know, buy a course or, or whatever. I go do it. Sign up for the class. I signed up for jujitsu last night. It's been a little while since I've been training. I've been exercising consistently, but you know, my goal is to get my black belt eventually. I'm halfway there. I'm a purple belt, and I've been there for about ten years. And I said, you know what? Now's the time. Let me go sign up for jujitsu. Um, I had trouble waking up this morning because I was so sore. <laughs> muscles in my body I forgot about that that uh, that were sore you know I, I was having trouble with but the decisions need to be made now just like the title of your video man that, that's just if I had to, to say anything to people it's like make decisions dude and and, and this is the ultimate one I zinger I kind of throw to entrepreneurs to hammer this point home right any entrepreneur at any capacity whether you follow me real estate or not you know you expect your customer to make a decision on the spot you're taught to sell around that and close them. You'll get mad and bitch and complain about the customer who won't make the decision and be upset. Yet you yourself are the same person that's like, ah, I want to think about it all. Then contact me in three weeks. It's not going to happen, bro. That's completely incongruent and you will never win that way. Right? So just like I would expect a customer for me to make a decision on the spot, you best believe I make decisions on the spot. And hey, that doesn't mean I haven't made mistakes. Or lost money, I have. But more often than not, I'm batting a very positive percentage. And I can tell you, it's a muscle that you build. It's you a do. muscle and, that you build. And the interesting thing too, right? And, and you know, even the, the level of playing, you know, that I'm playing on, you know, the smaller amounts of money, you know, $1,000, 2000 3000 whatever, 4000 mm -hmm. make the mistakes here because when you get to a certain level of success and you have to make these decisions at a higher level, you're playing with $20,000, $50,000, dollars your decision making needs to be on point. And, and, you know, at those stages, there's no, you know, sitting on decision for weeks and, and thinking about it. It's like they, the decisions have to be made and you're playing with a much higher level of money at that point. So make the decisions in the beginning or make the mistakes in the beginning and learn. Um, yeah. But people are just so afraid to people are just so afraid to, to be bad at something. And it's like you can't be good if you've never done it before. Right. Yeah, even if you naturally have some talent, you're still not going to be good in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, and and then again, we still have misconceptions like with like communication and real estate. Oh, well, you know, uh, even the people come in. Oh, you know, I'm the talker. I got the gift of the gab. I'm like, that doesn't mean you're a good salesman. That means you talk yourself out of sales because it's not about talking. Sales is a skill set, not being a talker. Right. 
the most introvert non-talkers that I know and that I've trained would whoop the ass of the gift of the gabbers, 100%, because they're technical and they're sharp and they're very good at what they do. They don't just show up and say, oh, I'm just going to be a social butterfly and get the deal. While they're talking, my person is closing. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> clear difference, right? But again, until you have that comparison and you see it, you don't know the difference. Um, one thing I want to bring up, bro, and I think this is important, right? Because we still have some time. I think a lot of the the issue um, surrounding the subject matter of many, right? But one of them is embarrassment, right? People are very hesitant to even fathom the idea of me or you pointing at them and saying, oh, ha, you failed, you loser or something like that. And there's like a lot of attachment to that emotionally. Like I never want to experience that. Like the people who are like, I only want to experience the good emotions and I never want to experience the bad emotions. <laughs> like, well, that AKA you're a drug addict, right? Cause that's yeah. <laughs> technically what they, 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 they chase escape reality, feel a certain way and deny everything else and stay in that state 24 seven. So you, you have a real life example there of the catastrophe that that can cause right at its root. There's more to it than that, but that's definitely one of them, right? Like as a human being, you're going to experience both sides at the same time. We cannot relish in emotions as human beings. Because if you relish in the, the praise and the I'm so cool and I'm so accomplished and all that, well, the negative part of it, your shortcomings are going to hit you just as hard, if not harder. We need to be more even keel when it comes to this, you know, and being more kind of like that soft ripple instead of these extreme, oh my God, Alden, you know, real estate's such an emotional roller coaster. Like, no, it's not, bro. You make it an emotional roller coaster, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So can you talk about that, bro? Did you ever have issues with that? Because like for a lot of people, that's a big problem, bro. Embarrassment for sure. Absolutely. And and that's a, actually a very interesting one because I, I believe that's probably one of the, I guess you could say, top ones that I would think people deal with. Um, and, I, mm -hmm. and I absolutely dealt with it myself, right? Mm -hmm. um, especially, you know, I bring up the example of like going out and, you know, approaching people, you know, women in particular, working on my mm -hmm. dating life, um, even, you know, posting on social media, doing, you know, cold calling and stuff. You will feel feel embarrassment, but I always I heard somebody say it a long time ago, and they said, you know, it's it's literally as simple as like you can't judge myself, right? You can't judge yourself. So I would, you know, go do my thing, wake up the next day, and I would feel embarrassed, like what the fuck did I just do yesterday? Like I'm embarrassing myself. But I always said, you know what? Don't judge yourself because people don't remember who you were yesterday. They they remember who you are now, and so three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, when I'm the person that I've developed. Because I put in the work, that's who they're going to remember. They're not thinking about me right now. Everybody's so consumed about them with themselves. They're not thinking twice about you. So I always knew that, you know, this is just, this is a temporary part of who I need to become. And that people, they won't, again, they, they don't remember. Think about, you can think about anybody you know or have known and then who they are now. You only, you only associate with who they are in the moment. Yeah. And I tell people, and this again now would be my opinion that's just a lack of life experience personally right you've been on stage and you've spoken in front of people a thousand times you're going to have a different perspective than before the very first time you're ever going to do a speech right and when you look at embarrassment man it, it can literally be to your detriment right we show up let's say me you 20 other people we show up we all we're like in a bullpen right and we're all supposed to make calls we all signed up for it we know we're supposed to make calls now you sit at your your desk and you look around and you see other people and they're within earshot of you. So you don't want to make calls because you're afraid that someone's going to listen to your call. What is that the fear of? Embarrassment. Because they're going to judge you and you yeah. won't make the calls. You won't make the calls because of the embarrassment and then leave the business. 
and and forfeit your future. It's just asinine, bro. That makes no fucking sense. Right. So what I started doing was if people chimed in, I'm like, hey, bro, you want to make the calls for me? All right. No, then shut the fuck up. Right? <laughs> now, now, th does that mean that's the way you're supposed to do it? No. But that was my way of handling it because I said, who the fuck are you, dude? And it wasn't me being a tough guy. I was just frustrated because I'm like, why do these motherfuckers keep listening to me and talking yeah. shit and they don't make any fucking calls? Fuck them. Yeah, right. But again, maybe I hope the next guy because maybe they thought twice about talking to the next guy. Like, damn, the last guy blew up on me. Fuck. Maybe I shouldn't yeah. be doing that. Or maybe maybe I am being an asshole without even real because maybe they don't even realize it. Right. Like You don't know. But why would I allow that to stop me? That doesn't make well, any sense. That's self-destruction at that point. Right. So when you look at it um, and then I brought in life experience, if you've done that enough and been in those moments enough where you have the eyeballs and attention of other people, you won't care. And you brought up a great point when you walk into a room and you're so fucking self-conscious. Everyone else is worried about themselves. Yeah. Oh, I'm ugly. Oh, my nose, my hair. You know, the dudes, oh, I'm balding, I'm fat, I need more testosterone, right? My dick is too small. And then girls like, oh, my boobs are too small. It's like, dude, everybody's so fucking insecure. They're not even thinking about you. They didn't even notice you. Even if they looked at you, they're still thinking about themselves. Like, they're looking at you like, damn, they're talking about themselves. I'm fat, right? Like, <laughs> like well, it's he, insane. Even a, to, a, to a previous point, one of the things that also would help me through the embarrassment, like, when I would be doing what I was doing, you know, I knew it was a tough, a tough route that I was taking and I knew what I was doing. Nobody else had the courage to do. Mm -hmm. And so that in itself gave me the gave me the confidence or almost pushed aside the negative thoughts is like I'm building a skill that nobody else has and that nobody's willing to do. Yet everybody wants it. So why am I going to feel why am I going to be embarrassed or whatever? I'm in the process of growth. And again, I'm doing things that and it just boils down to that, that not many people are willing to do. So who are they to judge me for what I'm doing? Yeah, absolutely. And again, they're not even judging you. They don't, they are not even thinking twice yeah. about you, right? You're just on your own path. And then, then you show up and everybody thinks that it just happened. Oh shit. You know, he just gifted. It's like, it's well, like, yeah, no clue this they're sneaky too. So they'll give their opinion on the matter, which is fine. But then they'll say, oh no, it's constructive criticism. Well, to give valid criticism, you need to be in a position to be able to deliver the criticism. If I criticize a plumber, who the fuck am I to give constructive criticism to a plumber when I don't know jack shit about plumbing? It just doesn't make any sense. But then we have all these social norms. Oh, you can't talk like that, Brian. Fuck you. I can talk however I want. Right? <laughs> like I just, I talk through the bullshit. You get what I'm saying? And let's get to mm -hmm. the point. Right. Um, and we get caught up in that. So even the embarrassment and all that leads into that. You'll fall prey to a social norm instead of that will stop you as a entrepreneur of potentially having your customer make a bad decision because you don't want to step in or be firm and say, that's not the right thing to do. Or maybe they ask you to do something shady. And now you don't want to do it deep down inside, but now you're like, uh, because it's so accepted and you know, it's an under the table. It's like, no, bro. Are you kidding me? Like some of y'all in real estate, you let people bully you. Oh, you should, this guy's giving me a kickback. That's illegal. <laughs> That's illegal. I'm not going to, you know, I've told somebody, oh, so you want me to sacrifice my license for you? Oh, other people do it. Well, I'm not other people, dude. I'm not willing to break the law. Sorry. You're looking for a shady agent, not me. Like, and then, and then they'll yell at me for saying that, bro. Not the customer, but other realtors. I'm like, so you're backing up the unlawful behavior like, over my response. What? Right. But that's the world that we live in, dude. Right. But to assert yourself at that level, it's not that it's courage. It's we know innately it's the right thing to do. Just like 
when you don't step up and you don't make the decision, you feel like shit after because that's your own system, your own DNA punishing you for not making the right decision because our DNA is, is smarter than we think. It's ancient, but it's a lot smarter than we think. And when you make decisions that are detrimental to your own progress and evolution and growth, you will punish yourself. And that's why some of you wallow in your own misery. You're miserable. You're not happy. You're addicted to following other people and the successes in their life because you won't confront this. You won't handle this. And again, though, we may be able to point and say, there's the door, here's the key, but you have to grab it, put the key in the lock, turn it and walk through that door. We cannot do it for you. Same thing with picking up the phone to that guy who was waiting for six months to call or whoever, it <laughs> is. whether it's something small or big, you got to do it, bro. Right? Like we can mix and match and talk about these subjects a million different ways, but it always comes back to that, the decision of the person who's staring back at you when you look in the mirror. Shit, and some yeah. people won't even look at themselves in the mirror because they're so ashamed, bro. <laughs> it's insane. So that's really what it boils down to. And I brought up the embarrassment part because for a lot of you, that fucks with you. Who cares? I used to, I don't know if I ever told you this, I used to embarrass myself in front of people on purpose, especially in front of girls, just to prove a point. I would go in there, talk to two or three, say some dumb shit, right? And they would like turn away or be like, get out of here. And then I would walk. I'm like, you see? Uh, you <laughs> see me like crying like, oh my God. And I would do it on purpose. I mean, nothing crazy or super rude, but just make myself look stupid, right? <laughs> and then like, and I was like, you see, but I've done this a million times and I don't care, right? But you're going to have to do that to then not become attached to the outcome, right? It's cool to talk about that and theorize about not attached to the outcome, abundance mentality. But unless mm -hmm. you're backing it up with some real world action and movements, you're never going to attain the true acquisition and understanding. And here's the key word, embodiment of those principles. And that's the difference, I think, with us in particular and a lot of other people out there is we embody these principles that we preach and that we talk about and that are, I don't know, whether it's the free stuff, the paid stuff, like this is real. It's not, I read it in a book, I'm spitting it out to you. It sounds cool. No, this is some real shit. So when we talk skills, until you're around people who have real conversational skills, you don't know the, the, the power that those individuals are wielding, y'all. That's literally the key to anything you would want in your life. That's me going in somewhere and meeting the owner and now having being able to pull strings and do things that no one will ever be able to do. How did I get that communication skills? I mean, shoot, I remember um, shit before I moved, bro, years ago, I would go to like downtown LA and I would get special VIP parking in the front at some of the lounges I would go to like Perch. If anybody's ever been to downtown, they've been to Perch and they would literally escort me with the manager to the top, to the roof. I wouldn't have to wait in line or anything. And this was, by the way, without me having to pay, I would tip the guys because I, you know, I appreciate it. I didn't have to though, right? Now I'm not saying I'm some superstar, I'm not, but my communication skills allowed me to afford that experience. Now imagine whether it's that or me having owners of stores that I go to sit down with us while we eat and converse with us, the owner of the stores. Imagine you're my client and I'm like, hey, Jim's the owner here of the store. He's gonna sit down and eat with us. That's a unique fucking experience you can provide, man. Yeah. You see, but that's that that's through the attainment of the skills, like all then said, through years and years of hard work, having doors slammed in my face, being told to go fuck myself and all the other bullshit I had to go through to get to there. And is it worth it? Yes. But see, that's the level that I wanted to take it to. And I know a lot of people when I bring that up, but like, man, I never even thought of that. Exactly. That's where my mind was stretching originally. I said, I want to provide the experience that people motherfuckers don't even think about. That's the level I want to take it to because People won't think that way, bro. And then I'll pass it back to you because they think it's a crime or they're not supposed to think that way. 
I don't want you to get caught. Oh, thinking big. No, no, no. no. I don't, I don't want to jump into the cliche shit. That's not thinking big. That's thinking on a different fucking level. That's thinking totally over here when everyone else is thinking over here. Like, I want the fucking keys to the city with my communication skills, right? I want to be able to have any, you know, let's even say political figure on speed dial, right? Like, shit where people are like, what the fuck is he smoking when they hear it, right? I wanted to go there, but many of you have fooled yourself. Oh, no, I can't think like that or no, that's wrong. It's not wrong, dude. So you're telling me there's a limit to how you can think and what you can think? That doesn't make any sense. That sounds like a prison to me. Right. And that's one clear difference, I think, between myself and other people is I never put that limit on myself like a lot of people have, you know, and, and I think you're going to have to work your way through that and, and accept that it's OK for you to think however you want. People are going to have their opinions. Sure. As they many people over the years have had their opinions about me could give a fuck. I really I really don't care. I really don't. Right now. You go, oh, that's your opinion. OK, next, next, next. Like it, it doesn't matter either way. Appreciate the support. People who hate, that's fine too. I don't care, right? Yeah, and I, even you, you, even you, 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 <clears throat> when you limit the way you think because of like an embarrassment or something like that, man, you are taking your power from a hundred percent capacity to ten percent. Yeah, and you know that kind of brings that kind of brings some thoughts in my mind too about you know even for myself, I feel like even like people in my personal life, even people like I know, whatever, people have trouble from what I see. And I've always, and you, you teach this a lot in your, especially in your early um, lectures where you talk about like being adaptable and changing yourself as a person. Like I've changed in so many ways as a person that maybe like if you would have asked me five years ago, hey, would you ever be saying this type of thing? Would you be, ever be doing this type of thing? Would you ever be wearing this type of thing? I would have said, absolutely not. Like that person's like weird or, or, you know, whatever. But people don't realize that the reason that a lot of times we're not able to get what we want is because we refuse to change when that's what the other person right in front of us that has what we want is doing. But it doesn't feel like us. <laughs> and, you know, we know, and you know, all the different NLP and, and subjects like that, you know, we want to stay congruent and, and, you know, consistent with who we are as a person. But, we need to kind of go beyond that and change as a person. And that's okay. It's not a bad thing to change or level up. That's what you need to do to get what you want because your old ways, you bring this example up as a script. You know, somebody's using a script. Oh, a script's not me. Well, of course the script's not you. If a script was you, you'd be closing a lot more deals than you're closing right now, making a lot more money than you're making right now. And I'm like, yep. you said that example. I'm like, oh, yes, so true. Yep. Um, but we have to change as a person and, and people view it as a bad thing, but no, it's, it's a great thing because we're, we're becoming better, better Absolutely, versions of ourselves. Bro. And even that, like, what do you mean? You're not a script. How do you even know? You have no <laughs> yeah. understanding of what it like, you get what I'm saying? But again, those yeah. are just things that we're taught and things that we're, we spit out because that's what we heard or what we were told. But again, who are you hearing and what are you hearing? Where is it coming from? And are that's they qualified? Question. Right. Yeah. You have to really start. Oh, well, you know, you can't judge. Yes, you're supposed to fucking judge. Like, see, people say the dumbest shit. So if Bob Smith over here, who has no idea about finances, starts schooling me on finance. Oh, yeah, I can't judge. I got to listen. Oh, man, that's a good point. Because then if we go and we talk to the richest person on the planet and we weigh their advice equally, you're a moron if you do that. <laughs> but again, oh, well, you can't say that. Yes, you can. Right. We, ha we have we have to use some of our intelligence, y'all. I mean, it's, I think it's sad that I even need to say that. 
right? But again, I have fallen prey to that and I have done that being unaware that, oh shit, man, he's right. I am doing that. But what will they do? Instead of listening to that point, they get caught up in the fact that I called somebody a moron or cussed and then they harp on that. It's like, dude, grow up, right? That's another message, like grow up, right? You don't like something you don't see? Don't piss and moan about it. Unfollow, don't look at it, right? I've unfollowed and like if you go to my, I don't follow anybody, dude. I'm very particular about because of that. But you're not going to see me crying about it. Oh my God, can you believe? I can't believe I posted <laughs> that video all then. How dare you? How can you be in proximity of those people and be speaking like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come yeah. on, bro. Like, again, you have to have a lot of people have the energy to do that, but not to commit to their self improvement. Those people aren't journaling, they're not waking up on time. They're not going for their, you know, nature walk for 30 minutes to disconnect without their phone, right? They're not being mindful of how they speak to themselves. They're not. They're mm-hmm. bitching and moaning on their phone 24-7, right? You post, hey, I'm a vegan. Fuck you. You need to eat meat. You post that you eat meat. Fuck you. It's all about vegan. It's like all it is is constant whatever I see. Again, I'm giving you guys generalities here, okay? This is just from my observation. Somebody posts something everybody's so pessimistic they immediately try to point everything bad out or what they don't agree with instead of just saying hey bro you're vegan good for you even if you don't agree with it dude i've been plant-based now nine years and motherfuckers dm me all new research this and that i don't care i'm not going to argue with them cool bro you want to eat meat go for it i don't care you know my position but i'm not going to bitch and moan you get what i'm saying but they still kind of do it with me it's like stop dog because now if we want to go to receipts my receipts will destroy you because of my health right like Health indicators, uh, the cleanliness of my blood and things that are important to me, longevity, lack of inflammation, mm-hmm. athletic performance, right? Skin quality, right? Like all that stuff is important to me and I'm, I'm winning in all those metrics. Why would I change? You get what I'm saying? So it's just, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where um, I took that piece into my own hands instead of, well, he said, she said, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. Because when I went plant-based, what did my mom tell me? Oh my God, you're not going to drink milk? I'm like, mom, our whole fucking family's lactose intolerant. What the fuck are you talking about? Right? But then we'll just, like, again, you'll justify shitting yourself and having problems while I'm supposed to drink milk because it's good for your bones. While your skin is fucked up, you have diarrhea, you're throwing up, right? Like, I never felt good. The moment I got off of it, within a week, everything cleared up. Skin issues, no more vomiting, no more gas. But again, you will, I, I literally poisoned myself because I thought I was supposed to do something. We'll go to that extent. That's how powerful your beliefs are, right? I mean, it's insane. I could keep giving examples, but man, it's nuts. Um, so I don't know, bro. Did you want to add to the embarrassment aspect or anything else? Because obviously there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle, but I think when we just wrap and have an open chat, it's a lot better versus, oh, point one, point two, point three. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, the biggest thing I'll say is that you know especially all the, the calls that i have and and uh with, especially with the distinguished agent calls <clears throat> people you know this is i guess my opinion right people need to quit looking for shortcuts because that you know the last four years like i haven't been you know i would say compensated to the value that i've been putting out whatever the case may be but i was okay with it because i knew that i was growing mm-hmm. and becoming the person that when the time did come i would be prepared and you know, it, I think about the the FX, the FTX guy, whatever the guy, the, the Bitcoin guy, that built up this what thirty, forty billion dollar company, and it came crashing down. It just a, just one of those quick successes. What goes up must come down, and if you're not prepared, 
you know, it needs to be a, an extended long-term thing because as soon as you run into obstacles, you don't know how to solve them. Mm-hmm. You're going to get thrown off mentally by them. You've never had to deal with them, especially at that guy's level. And now what? He's sitting in jail right now because he made bad decisions running a company because he didn't know how to run a company. And, and so everybody wants the overnight success. And sure, I would I love to have gotten rich off Bitcoin. Absolutely. <laughs> however, however, um, I'm so glad that I took the harder route in everything that I've done because I'm so much more fulfilled internally yep. and my skills are so much sharper and, you know, just every area of my life is just better. And so, you know, quit looking for road, you know, shortcuts and, you know, look for that roadmap and, and stop questioning everything. Follow, find a person that you like that really resonates with you and listen to what they say, become a student to what they say, because They've done it. What they're telling you works. They've literally, they're literally there. They've modeled and emulated exactly what you're trying to get. And they've taken these steps. So stop questioning it and just start implementing and and making that decision right away and and putting it to practice. So yeah, the way I would put put that into like the ball into people's cores, I said, prove me wrong. I want you to go out there and make the calls and do all that and then show me that it doesn't work. <laughs> everybody that come back after a year or six months are like fuck yeah it's working like you yeah know so just to like kind of play that reverse psychology on them i would do it because even back in my old stuff i would say don't just believe me right a lot of what i say it will be confirmed for those of you who actually walk the path certain things people say certain segues in the journey this obstacle that pops up you know a couple months in like you will confirm that in your mind to prove my legitimacy as you're going through it i guarantee it but those of you who just sit on the sideline, you'll say, oh, it sounds like bullshit, but, it, but you're not participating. So again, you're not in the position to give a fair assessment. You're a spectator. Mm. The spectator bitches and complains about the player, but you're not on the court, buddy. You can have your opinion, but you can't legitimately criticize them when they're a fighter and your fat ass can't even throw a kick. Like, give me a break. Oh, yeah, I would have choked him and then, you know, done the flip and arm bar. It's like, come on, bro. Like, you can't even fucking flip a cookie. Like, give me a break, right? (laughs) Right? But again, those think that they're, again, it's an opinion. Cool. But it's not a valid fucking criticism. It's not Mm. a coach, right? But we need to be able to draw that separation. And people, again, if somebody's not willing to accept what I just said, their ego's in the way. What do you mean? I can do it. It's like, okay, so now you're special. Okay. Right? Cool. Come teach a fucking financial seminar then. And again, yeah, I mean, that's it's the, the same, same level of ridiculous, you know, but again, I exhibit that quality myself. You step up. I watch you uh, like there was this thing I saw randomly, bro. Like it got suggested years ago. This there's like this blacksmith on YouTube that like will get like a rusted iron nail and make like a sword from it. Oh, man, I watched that video and oh, it was like 15 <laughs> minutes. I was like, dude, I would just sit and listen and be like, hey, bro, how did you do it? And just listen to him and be like, damn, this is dope. And I would just be the <laughs> student. I wouldn't be like, no, this is how you do it, bro. Because then to me, that's what those people sound like. Like, no, no, I would I would have done it better. It's like, bro, you don't know shit about blacksmithing. Neither do I. Just sh- listen, right? And I don't know if that dude's still around, but I mean, he was getting millions of views. I was like, man, that's so fucking cool. But he's a master at what he does. Yeah, I'm not going to sit there and tell the man how to improve. But what happens? You go to the comment section. Oh, I would have done this. And that's like, bro, you live in your mom's basement. Shut the yeah. fuck up. You don't know anything. It's nuts, dude. So again, can you, how do you apply this as the end user here? Can you decipher in your mind the difference between a valid criticism from somebody that you chose versus just somebody's opinion? And if they have their opinion, they're entitled to it. However, for you to listen to the opinion and take it as a criticism, ain't wrong. That's going to destroy you. Because now when you get real advice, 
you weigh it evenly with real advice and that's a mistake it's a mistake man and, and to, to your point it's it's usually the spectator in my experience it's always the spectator or the person who hasn't put out a single video or the person who's never picked up the phone and called or the person that's mm-hmm. never approached the girl you know that always has the best advice and it's like you know best advice and it, you know and i think i did i created that separation a good while ago but you that that separation is a must and, and again that's something that i learned from probably about three years ago from one of your your earlier lectures was like you know you you pick who you learn from and then you listen to them and and you block out the rest of the noise because that's all that matters. You know, these yeah. people, again, these people don't care about you. Of course they don't do it. And I could get, I mean, that again, I said, it's their opinion. I could listen to it, but that doesn't mean that I'm actually, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. It's your opinion. I'm listening. Sure. Okay, cool. Move on. Cause some of it you can't avoid. It might be family or friends that are in your circle, live with you. You're around all the time and you almost by choice have to listen to it to a degree. That doesn't mean uh, you have hey, to implement it or take it serious. What, one I, more funny funny epiphany one more funny epiphany one of the biggest epiphanies that i had in in the factor thing was when i was in college um and i was like uh, i was in college and like i was listening to these professors you know that are that have doctorate degrees and i I was hearing some of their opinions and i was like this is just blatantly flat out wrong versus reality wait and this person has a doctorate so i sort of lost respect for that that title and it, it it brought to an equal playing field in my mind, maybe even put me above them. Cause I'm like, you're literally just flat out ignoring you. You're supposed to be this intelligent person and you're ignoring reality. You can't see what's right in front of your face. Yep. And so it really brought, it brought all of that stuff down to, you know, a normal level to where we're on an equal playing field titles, things like yeah. that. You know, if I'm sitting in front of somebody that has a lot of money, you know, um, am I, you know, if I'm sitting in front of like Brad Pitt, am I going to be probably a little bit nervous? I might be. But not to the extent that probably most people would be yeah. because I've, I've normalized all that in my mind. Dude, I've had people come on my channel. You can't, what do you, you don't know shit about communication, bro. I have a communications degree. You don't. So shut up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll take that over thousands of hours of experience, teaching, training, communicating, millions of dollars of sales and income earned. Yeah, that's secondary to your piece of paper. <laughs> and, and like Flammable. you know but again like i don't even really engage with them but i'm just sitting there like man this person really wrote that right it's nuts and then you get to see the difference now i laugh 10 years ago fuck you bro like you know you have the wrong response to it because you take it serious or you're offended like it hits you in the feels because maybe you're insecure about your skill or where you're actually you're at you know uh but you know it's cool because then when you go through those same things like you said some of those even fundamental things you get to see now how you respond what you take from it compared to last year six months ago two years ago because that's really how i want to wrap this up as we finish up is you need to be like if you're not right now like yeah i'm getting better then you're getting worse yeah right there's no stagnant state so this is something that it's not just automatic oh self-improvement like no bro fuck that cliche shit you really want to get better at anything. You're going to have to put your time and attention on it and focus and you work at that shit, whether it's your, your diet and your lifestyle, your communication skills, uh, you know, honing your physique and the way that you want to do it, uh, becoming proficient in a martial art. If that's what you want to do, he does Brazilian jujitsu. I've, I've done boxing, like whatever it is, like you're going to have to, okay, I got to get a trainer, focus up, set aside money, time, effort, energy, and do it. Right. And then the other sacrifice is like now, Maybe he can't stay up late because he's going to have to jujitsu three days a week early in the morning. 
that's a necessary sacrifice he has to make but it's Absolutely. by choice because that's what it takes to get better you know and 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 you have to be you have to attack it like that it can't be this lackadaisical oh you know i'll think about it no bro it's now or never it's now or never uh, couldn't have said it better cool. <laughs> i do uh somebody wants to hit you up best way to reach you um all in the realtor on pretty much everything um instagram facebook youtube TikTok. all in the realtor um a-l-d-e-n and then the realtor cool yeah the names aren't showing but whatever I'll, I'll switch that on next time all right thanks for coming on dude uh this is live and i'm probably going to delete the live and then upload it as a podcast on my channel all right okay appreciate it bc later man